Welcome to your dose of high performance inspiration. You're listening to the Do This For Performance podcast. I'm your host, Pearl Narenberg. Join me as I curiously uncover the actions we can take to realize our greatest potential in life. I believe that if we consistently listen, learn, and take action in a thoughtful way, we will realize our grandest version of ourselves. So let's do this for performance today. Welcome to the Do This for Performance podcast. I'm your host, Pearl Narenberg, and you are listening to the official episode one, which is our second season of podcasting, but the first episode of the Do This for Performance podcast. And you must be interested in performance or you wouldn't be here. And you must have yourself some big performances or you're witnessing some big performances. And I want to take it back as to why in the world we would be talking about performance. When I first started thinking about how I was going to begin and what I was going to do here, I found myself mulling over and over again the beginnings, the origins, why we're showing up at all to do anything for performance. And it always, always circles back to that big dream we have. It could even be a little dream on the way to a bigger dream. And little dreams start when you're little. And I'll give you a great example of this. I have a six-year-old daughter and she has a big dream, but she's little. So it's cute because it's a little dream or a little dreamer with a huge dream. And the other day we were tucking her into bed And she turned to me and she said, I would like to shout my wish, my dream from the window. And we have a window that uh, can be heard if you were shouting from our neighbors. We have neighbors quite close. And she wanted to ask God for a delivery of her dream which I think is hilarious because we never really talk about God much at home and we don't really have it in our school system here. My daughter goes to French public school and they don't really talk about religion in the school system. So I thought it was very cute that she was addressing somebody with her big dream. So I wonder if you could guess what a six-year-old girl's big dream was and still is and what she shouted from the rooftop Well, she opened up the window that day and she shouted, Dear God, will you make me into a unicorn? True story. And she has uh, since worn a unicorn horn nearly every day. And she wears unicorn garb and she has a unicorn backpack for her first day at school. And so she essentially has turned into a unicorn and her wish in essence is well on its way to being granted. So the power of naming your dream and shouting it from the rooftop um, is quite incredible. And it. It also can be any dream, by the way, so no matter how big or how small or how unrealistic that dream may be, talking about it starts to set in motion what we can achieve. And often there are many actions to take on the way to achieving that dream. And the actions lead up to bigger, bigger actions and results. And so we start to talk about that in a way that is performance. I fully believe that 
everybody has a performance in every day they live. And you have this ability to look at your life as a series of performances. Some are bigger and have a stage where people are watching you, but definitely you have performances. And, and even if it's not on a stage, people may be watching you. So I believe that we could all be looking at ourselves as real high performers. I believe that a performance that is elevated above the rest of your day is going to stand out to you though. So if something stands out in your day today or yesterday, that was probably one of your more important performances. And it often stands out because you took the right action at the right time to get a result that mattered. It may also stand out to you because you took the wrong action at the right time to get a result that mattered. So it really becomes about taking action and to get the results um, that matter make all the difference. Now you may be thinking that positive results is all we're going for, but I want you to not discount the negative results. They matter too. When you take a wrong action at that right time, so to speak, and get that negative result, we really need to be using those to build upon and get to the right action. So I'll give you an example. When you go to the supermarket and get your groceries, you may at times end up standing in a long line at the cash. And you may think that your ability to get in and out of the grocery store quickly was a fail. In that moment, you've had a bit of a performance because getting doing something quickly can be equated to a performance. You look at any sport, if you sprint faster, often that's improving the performance. So do something quicker at the grocery store, there's your performance. In that moment, if you're standing in line and your performance is worse than you like, you're on in this long line at the cash with many people that have overflowing grocery carts and the cashier that's not moving too quickly. In that moment, it becomes your opportunity to elevate your game. It's your opportunity to see what you're living, even the mundane, as something, a performance that matters and that can produce a success. When you think of your performance in these microcosms of your day, like standing in line at the grocery store, you can start to get at results that really make an impact. For instance, you could be standing in that line and imagining the world where long lines in the grocery store do not exist. And so let's take a second to imagine that. We can imagine a world where groceries are delivered right to your door and you never even have to go into a grocery store. This is actually a reality that a lot of people live. We can imagine a world where the stores pre-package your foods. And actually, a lot of grocery stores do offer this service. We might imagine taking the time to set up a new process or a new route to the grocery store or a new time that you shop so that you do not end up standing in line. There's your chance to envision the reality that you really prefer. And this is exactly what professionals do in every level of high performance profession, especially athletes. Sidney Crosby is a great example. He's a famous hockey player and he's known for his dedication to imagining what the result would be if he did it perfectly. He even goes the length of practicing the situations that didn't go his way and when he got it wrong and he practices until he gets it right. I heard a story about him missing his shot so he's shooting the puck at the net and it doesn't go in and he misses where he wanted to place it. 
Um, and what happened was the puck bounced off the backboards of the hockey rink in front of him for him to take that shot in a certain way, and he didn't execute the way he wanted to. So the next day in practice, he's shooting the pucks off the board in the same way he just got that play wrong the day before, and he's working at getting it right. He's not just imagining now, he's actually taking action and practicing. So this is that next step of action. Once you're out of the imagination phase, you're into the action phase. And the reality is we need to take action to create an elevated performance. You may already know some actions you can personally take to be more elevated in your performance. But did you know that there are seven segments or layers? I like to call them the peak performance pyramid all put together because we could look at them one is building upon the other. And I teach this when I teach sports nutrition. I teach this when I teach about any type of performance. When I'm trying to get somebody to see where they're struggling and how to work on these different elements. So the seven different layers of peaking for performance, they are one, mental clarity, the ability for you to be clear about what you want. And this is why I started the podcast for performance with who do we want to be? What is our big dream? How are you asking for that big dream to become a reality? And so being really clear about the answers to those questions is going to set you up for that peak performance. And people do things like meditate or they take time to write and journal. Mental clarity can come in many different ways, but you do need to spend time there. The other area of action is sleep. Sleep rests the brain. Biologically, we need sleep to clean out the brain cells and to allow for that waste to be processed by the body. And so sleep, eight hours a night is our average, we say, but you have to know what your number is and your amount is that you need. You may need more on heavier training days when you're physically more exhausted. You may need a little bit less based on your gender and your age. So it really depends, but sleep, super important. That's one of the actions of elevated performance. Then we have hydration and we're building up. If you think of it, this is like a pyramid. The next layer in your pyramid would be hydration after sleep. A hydrated body. The next layer in your pyramid would be hydration after sleep. A hydrated body is a body that is fluid, is a body that is fully ready to do what it needs to do and move blood around your body in a powerful way. After this, we have food, and I always encourage you to think about food and eating uh, in the context of performance. So eating for performance is a different mental approach to food. It is asking you, in the same way I asked you about your performance earlier in this podcast, it is asking you what powerful food are you eating, and are you eating it at the right time for the activity you are doing? And this is the same with every one of these actions you could be taking. What powerful action are you taking and are you doing it at the right time for that action? So the next layer after that is visualization. Like you can be standing in line at a grocery store envisioning the reality you like, you can use visualization techniques for every type of performance that you want to enact and be consciously visualizing the reality you want to create. 
a lot of elite level athletes and performers and CEOs and really high performing people use visualization regularly to achieve the results they want. Even some kind of written out plan, an action plan, a business plan, a school plan, all of those are going to produce some kind of vision for your future and that rolls into visualization as well. Then the next layer up to that peak in your performance is some kind of training. So Sidney Crosby was sitting there training his shots after he did the visualization, after he hopefully took care of everything else, right? He is doing functional training for that action and that result he wants. So you look at training as an essential ingredient to the result that you want. And often we skip over functional training and we skip over the hours that we need to put into functional training to really get it right. So this is something to think about with all of the results that you want, all the performances. For instance, we don't necessarily show up already able to cook every type of meal under the sun that we want to make for eating the way we want to eat. Cooking is a skill and you do need to train that skill. So I would encourage you to look at all of these performances that you want and look at the training that you put in as real training, like you would do a training for a sport. We all know now it's been years that we've had functional training programs in place for sports all the way um, up through the youth levels where we do not expect a hockey player just to be playing hockey. We expect them now to be doing some kind of training outside of hockey that's going to help them with their hockey. Um, and every sport is like this. Finally, last but not least, in our peak for performance, actions we could take and areas of action we could take them in, we have playtime. Now in sport, it's so wonderful because playtime is built in. Playtime is what lights us up, excites us, gets the gamification going of what we're doing. When we turn things into a game, we light up more. It's just more fun when there's something at stake, when we don't know the outcome, and we cannot predict it, it's unpredictable, but we know that if we have everything going for us during that playtime, we could get a win. So that is really exciting. And so playtime, I believe is important. Now, it doesn't always have to center around a win. It could be that we're just having fun, laughing should be a part of playtime, smiling, joy. So anything that you experience in your day that brings you that, that is your playtime. And some people go to work and they smile and they laugh and they have fun and they are playing at work. And that is a beautiful thing. So don't discount that work can be playtime and that sports may sometimes be work for people. So if you look at any professional athlete, that's their full-time job. And you can see this sometimes that professional athletes kind of lose themselves a bit in the job and it does not look like fun for them anymore. So they're no longer playing in a sport. So something that I wanna highlight uh, is that everybody should be having some kind of joy in their day. And so playtime is important and a huge important part of peaking for performance. All of these are um, important to take action in, mental clarity, sleep, hydration, eating, visualization, functional training, and playtime. So my question for you is, what are you doing in these areas? And are you making uh, any kind of action plan in the, Programs that I have um, that I have been putting out and putting forth through my company, Eat This for Performance, I've been putting them together in this context that we're creating performers that peak in all of these areas and we specialize in food and the eating part of it and the hydration part of it, but I do address everything. 
and I am a sports dietitian. That is my training. If you're super new to me, um, my background is I was a high-level hockey player. I played collegiate hockey, and I grew up playing sports, and I was always a very high performer, a really hard worker. Um, I did work for that high performance. I put in a lot of training hours. And when I was in university, I got turned on to nutrition and sports nutrition. And it was always, I was always experimenting on myself and getting in the, the concepts that I was learning. And then when I uh, got out of university, my undergraduate degree in nutrition, I went to the next level and did a master's degree in science and human nutrition, and then went on to specialize in sports nutrition, taking the prestigious International Olympic Committee sports nutrition designation course, and really embracing uh, sports nutrition and, and working a lot with the athletes in my community and around the world. I actually specialize mainly now working one-on-one -on -one with hockey players because that's my background and it's also my main clientele. However, Eat This for Performance has programs for all types of humans that work out, that train, and uh, and for especially for athletes who want to get to that next level. So the programs that you will see me put out are for all sports. And um, if you do need that one-on-one -on -one care, that one-on-one -on -one coaching, I do encourage you to still reach out to me. I always like to connect you with great people in your community, great resources. Uh, and to guide you in your journey on being a performance eater and also on your journey on being a high performance human being. So in this podcast, I'm going to be taking you on a journey to being a high performing human being, to being that great uh, eater, sleeper, visualizer, train well, and all of, do all of the things that you need to do to peak. So stick around with me. We're going to be interviewing some amazing people that have specializations in the different areas of peaking for performance. And I am also going to be sharing my words of wisdom that I've accrued over the years. I encourage you to follow along, like the podcast, follow the podcast, download all the episodes, and uh, rate the podcast high so it gets into more people's hands, and share this podcast with people that you think really could use a boost of motivation, support, and insights into peaking for performance. So thank you for joining me on episode one, and I look forward to working with you and seeing you on your journey in peaking for performance throughout the coming months and years. Thank you for listening to the Do This for Performance podcast. My wish is that you feel more empowered than ever to live your dream life. If you get inspired from this message, do share it with a friend, do rate our podcast so more people can see it and listen and pass along this great inspiration we're all feeling. I cannot wait to share the next adventure with you. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, so does getting the right food in front of you at the right time seem a little daunting sometimes? Well, a lot of times, you're not alone. And that is why we here at Eat This for Performance are taking out all of the guesswork from performance eating for all situations you may be in. Eating out, eating in at the grocery store, or just looking down at that food on your plate wondering if this is the right thing to be eating. We have something that we would like to give you and that is our Performance Eating Starter Kit. This includes the library of performance foods that you could be eating right now to create a powerful result. Sound good? 
If you hop on over to et4p.com, you can grab our starter kit and start eating for performance right away. Once you have the starter kit, you will be well on your way to finally mastering nutrition for your sport using our four-step program. Have a look and definitely reach out to us if you have any questions whatsoever. We are here cheering you on in sport and in life. Hello, hello. My name is Pearl and I am the author of these emails and the founder of Eat This for Performance. I'm home now with my two kids who are happily building Legos and getting ready for their school day because we're homeschooling now. We are in social isolation here in Montreal and I am sharing with you the power, the positive power of two people. You want to say hi, Rachel? Hi. So now this is a new concept and I don't know where it's going to go, but I wanted to share it with you in audio form and in email form. So this is a bit of an experiment too. Um, you're getting a peek into my actual life and the, the people in my life who are close to me now. And I'm going to read to you my email because maybe you're listening on audio and this is easier for you. So I just shared this big idea. Um, did you see it on social? I was inspired by the danger of the negative forces at play to give us a new way to affect things positively and to help out anyone struggling right now. It's called the positive power of two people. And it's simple. You take one positive action and then convince two more people to take the same positive action. And they convince two more people to take the same positive action. And it goes on. You have power. With this challenge, we can prove you have power. You can see here the kids in the background. Here at Eat This for Performance, I believe in your inner power. This is what this company, this idea is all about. Eating for Performance gives you power. And so you can go check out my social media post. If you check in the email, you'll be able to click over and share that. It's called The Positive Power of Two People. And it says hashtag you too on the front. My family will be taking more than one positive action and encouraging two other people to take the same positive actions. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I'm going to leave this in just because it's, exactly how things go down in this house with my three-year-old. All right, you go. Okay, so on we go. My family will be taking more than one positive action. However, there's one action we are devoted to, to today that I hope you pass along to. And this is the positive action number one of learning food's powers. Oh, amazing. Um, he just had his uh, Lego man go to the bathroom, by the way, if I had to clarify that. Positive action number one is learning food's powers. I truly believe that young athletes who learn the power of food can create a very positive ripple effect in their home, their community, and this world. I truly believe this. Imagine teenagers and preteens and even my young daughter at six cooking for mom and dad. Moods becoming more stable and energy levels higher. I believe we need this now more than ever. So this morning, the total enrolled in the sports nutrition program reached 500 students. 
Thank you to those of you who are already signed up or have already shared this opportunity with two people. You made a difference and we are going to keep making a difference as we tackle the program for those who are signed up. Let's get more athletes and sports families learning this powerful information. And I will specifically be challenging two among you today to take the course and then to challenge two more to take it too. Will you do the same? If you've not already signed up, it's free today. I've opened up my doors wide for you to jump in now. There's no more excuses. So go grab your access and encourage two more people to do so. And whether your actions are to learn sports nutrition or to help in other ways, you do have enormous power. Use it wisely and use it to affect positive change. I believe in you in so many ways. Your sports dietitian and cheerleader, Pearl.